Welcome to episode 159. Have you ever asked yourself, why me? Why is this so hard for me? Or why is this thing happening to me? If you've ever suffered pain, had some chapters in your life that have been a real struggle or really difficult, or even the curveballs that the world has thrown at you in the last two years, the first thing to note is that I'd say you're not alone. Myself and virtually every other podcast listener is there with you because you're human and life sometimes sucks. Secondly, how do you navigate that suckiness? How do you figure out how to get through the difficulty that life throws at you and find out how can I be better and happier and healthier after this struggle, after this challenge for not just yourself, but the people around you, your family and your community? On today's episode, we discuss how the duality of your life experience is essential for you to live the happiest and most inspired life and how our ego, that part of us that seems to run the show when we're not really happy with life, has actually been given the wrong tasks. And we discuss which tasks you should be giving the ego in order to live a fulfilled and satisfying life. This is a really lovely conversation on today's show and one that I really think is quite needed given the last couple of years. So, tune in and let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Glad you with me again, ready to embark on another mind-warping, belief-shattering conversation that pertains to health and happiness. Speaking of which, it is my mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self before the end of 2021. As we move towards Christmas in this bizarre year that has been 2021, I think today's conversation comes at a really important time. Christmas is obviously a time when families should come together and the woes of the year be forgotten in priority of happiness and joy. But 2021 was arguably the most divisive and fear-inducing year that we've experienced yet, at least in my life and at least here in Australia. And I've seen this in a few other countries as well, that we're at the point where there's literally morning news segments on mainstream news channels with how-to classes on how to uninvite people from Christmas based on their unicorn fluid status, if you know what I mean. Which, to be frank, is an abomination that the free world is doing this. But this is why people like today's guest are here to help us make sense of all of this chaos and noise and information and align ourselves in a coherent way with our own personal truth. So, who have we got? We've got the amazing Whitney Freyer, whom is a modern-day mystic and an expert on inspired living, providing practical tools and practices that free your mind from limitations and scarcity to create more in your life that lights you up from the inside out. Who doesn't want that? Sounds great. She's an author of three books on personal creativity and leads online courses that teach you a personal painting practice that will dramatically expand your sense of possibility and overall wellness. She lives her own inspired life in Oregon in the US of A and is either flying her paraglider or skiing around the mountains there if she's not in her art studio. And she's here with me and you today. Whitney, hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm great, Maddie. How are you today? (laughs) I'm just going to clear up all the chaos, all the confusion. No problem. (laughs) This is your one-stop shop for all the answers to the universe. (laughs) I've got it. I've got all the answers. (laughs) 
So maybe a good place to start is to give context to the, for the listeners is to just sort of share with us what it is you do and maybe what were the aha moments that led to you doing that? Yeah, wow. So, um, so what I do is very multifaceted, multidimensional in many ways. And I want people to remember that we're meant to live life as artists, as life artists, mm -hmm. that we are truly creating our reality in each and every moment. We're doing it with the thoughts we think, the stories we give credence to, the roles and expectations that we attempt to fill or not, you know. And um, I provide a simple yet sacred and personal painting practice that helps people develop this ability to witness themselves, how to be the change they want to be in their world, in their life, just while you're painting right? Like practicing self-love as you paint. Practice, you know, letting that perfectionist or inner critic fall to the wayside. Practice being wild and crazy. Like just do it for the 20 minutes at the canvas and experience that. Mm -hmm. And then it just ripples into the art that is your life. There's also a symbolic language, an intuitive, subtle, symbolic language that is offering guidance and wisdom to us every single day. It's not what we were taught in school. Right? right. So this is where we go to learn this, that truly creativity is not something that's only been inherited by a select few people on this planet. And it doesn't just have value if someone will give you money for it. <laughs> right. It's actually your life force. You know, it, yeah. it is what lights you up. Creativity only knows possibility. And, you know, when this pandemic came in <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, it was followed immediately in my awareness by a deep knowing of like, this is what I've been preparing myself and others for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when the external world um, starts to break down, the old ways of being and doing start to break down and things start to reorganize, there is an inevitable uh, layer or stage of chaos, you know, of, yeah. of crumbling, of a dismantling of the way things have been, which is incredibly necessary. You know, we're, I think all of us listening are no, know and are ready for the change, the shift, you know, which can be described in many ways. I usually yeah. describe it a shift from fear to love. And so what we're experiencing right now is truly medicine. It's, you know, bringing all the contrasts, to light, you know, bringing so many things to light that need to be very visible and out front. So we know that they're there. We can't be in any state of denial. And then we can choose what to do with that. The creative mindset or the creative awareness, the creative frequency only knows possibility. Mm -hmm. Like there's only, you know, when you're tapped into that creative mentality, um, the problems, the challenges, the dark places are fodder. Like that's, you know, that's where we get inspired to, to make the hard decisions or choices. You know, it's the dark before the dawn. It's necessity is the mother of invention. Like this is how we learn is through contrast. Yeah. So it's an incredibly creative time. And you know, as you know, it's easy to slip into kind of the doom and gloom and, you know, because of the divisiveness and the antagonistic energy going back and forth all the time, um, it's it's really easy to to collapse into the fear and, 
you know, the victim mentality and yeah, it's it's totally all consuming. Like especially with, like we were just talking before about you staying um, frequently connected to your kids using you know social media and the way that we're also connected. And I think that the impact of the current situation, but even situations before this in people's individual lives, um, in the era of Facebook and Instagram, is that they grow to be such um, a significant portion of their conscious awareness because there's so many reminders. Like, you know, the average person probably opens their phone 200 times a day to be reminded. Do you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And, you know, the latest teaching that I received that is my latest book, 30 Days to Unstoppable, really right from the beginning was clear to me that it was a new um, or an old, so to speak, like an invitation for us to remember how Mm -hmm. to care for our physical, emotional, spiritual wellness from a place of energy and vibration first. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'm, I eat predominantly vegan. I'm, you know, very active, physically exercise, things like that. And I am uber conscious of the fact that everything exists as energy before it materializes, right? Mm -hmm. Everything does. The idea, think about when you get hungry, right? Like you feel it. It's a feeling. I mean, it's in your body, right? But it's, it's a feeling, it's a thought, oh, it's almost dinner time. And then you create the dinner. So, you know, that's kind of an illustration. Like everything exists as potential, before we make it manifest in the physical world. And so our wellness, um, physical wellness is the same thing. You know, the, the term, you know, dis-ease, right? <laughs> Being the disease is caused yeah. by the dis-ease. So there's been a discordance. You know, there's something not in alignment in your life that is making mm-hmm. you out of balance, is worrying you, is stressing you, whatever it is, to the point that your body gets sick. And, you know, a lot of people make life altering changes, right? Like after the cancer diagnosis or something like that, where you could do that before, (laughs) right? You could do that before the diagnosis. We tend to respond as human beings to the, what I call the cosmic two by four, right? That makes it, (laughs) you know, makes it very visible. (laughs) Exactly. Like you have to deal with this now, no matter what, right? Do it or die, right? And so I'm just, I've always been captured by the idea of, you know, how can we take care of ourselves in a proactive, preventative way so that we don't mm. need the dis-ease to kick ourselves in the, in the butt and get us going. Yeah, that's, it's like, that's a, that's a massive question because I guess a lot of people don't do anything about their health uh, or wellness until that, you know, life-defining moment. And in many cases that, is too late for people and and as a health professional myself like getting people motivated before there's a problem um in a capitalist society is very challenging because capitalism benefits from you know impulse reaction <laughs> a lot of it does and when you have that two by four slap you in the face there's that's that's an impulse moment like i have to change but so what do you think is why do you think people struggle to make those energetic or emotional or conscious or physical changes before that defining moment? Why are we not strong enough? Is there just not enough of a reason? We haven't confronted enough fear yet. What, what do you think it is? 
Well, actually, I have a very good answer to that question. Um, our Perfect. predominant, yeah, <laughs> our predominant way of thinking on this planet and the modern world, um, the modern Western world, is a more logical, linear, left hemisphere characterized, you know, left brain thinking that mm-hmm. is fear based. Um, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. Like it's not bad or wrong. It's meant to, you know, keep us out of the cave with the saber toothed tiger. It's meant to make sure that we chop enough wood to make it through winter. Right. Like in in all the modern ways that manifests. Um, And it is afraid mostly of the unknown, any kind of unknown, Mm -hmm. your rational, logical left brain mind will resist any change because there's unknown. It doesn't yeah. know because mm-hmm. it, it literally stores all of your experience up until now. And then when you think, you know, should I do this? Can I do this? Am I able to do this? It goes through your file cabinet. And if you haven't lost the weight, if you haven't felt lit up from the inside out, it's like, I don't think that we have no experience with this. I don't think it's available and it might not work. You might not be able to do it. You know, it might connect you to another time that you had a goal and tried and it failed. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of our, like, as far as neural pathways go, like that's just a, you know, eight lane highway. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's where we, without any awareness, our knee jerk reaction will go to that. So when we get the cosmic two by four and we get the health diagnosis, that mm-hmm. that makes us have to take steps into the unknown, right? Because we yeah. it's very clear at that point that we want to heal. You know, so this is why, just as an example, this is why people stay in abusive relationships. You know, they mm-hmm. know they're not being treated properly, but they don't know what lies on the other side of Mm -hmm. leaving that relationship. So they'll stay. So like, that's how strong our fear of the unknown is. No, it's just that whole, you know, one day the pain of staying tight in the bud became greater than the pain it took to blossom. So that's... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what needs to happen typically um, with that predominant way of thinking. But you can nurture you know, other ways of thinking and other awareness. And instead of making it a fear-based, like I'm afraid to die, so I'm going to make these life changes, you can Mm -hmm. focus on, you know, what you'd love to do and that you'd love to do more of it and start aligning with those feelings, that energy that can inspire the change. What do you think of the idea that, uh, like, the, the problem will keep showing up in your life until you learn the lesson? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We can't, we, we're here to learn, you know, mm-hmm. we're not here to just sit back and, you know, float on clouds and eat bonbons and whatever, you Sounds know, like, great, though. Right? <laughs> Sign me <Well>, up. <laughs> it's coming. But we, we chose this too, just like you love a challenge, right? Like I can tell Maddie, you like a good challenge. So living on planet earth is like a really big challenge. And, um, and so we, we choose to learn these lessons mm-hmm. and in our lives, because of this truth, I mean, like you said, it's how it works, right? It will keep giving you opportunities to learn. And usually the first way, and you know, I'm speaking all of this from experience, the first way we react to one of these life lessons is often playing the victim, blaming someone else. Why does this always happen to me? They should have done this. My parents, my mother didn't love me enough, whatever. And it's like, okay, you're not ready. So then it's going to cycle back until mm-hmm. you're able to look at it and say, okay, what 
what am I being offered here? There's a lesson I'm being offered to learn. You know, I've been yeah. literally attracting this opportunity. And how can I be the change I want to see? How can I take full responsibility for what mm-hmm. I've created and experienced? And what do I want to create differently and take those action steps? So, so in your speaking of those action ste- steps, what what in your experience are the ingredients that are needed in someone's circumstance or life in order to be able to step into that unknown? willingly. Right. So what we tend to do when we're in a challenge, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, like I need a hundred dollars for something to, I need to get out of this abusive relationship or I need to lose 200 pounds, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Again, what we tend to do, because that's just how we've been conditioned to think is to focus on the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in our our internal mental chatter, you know, every time you pass a mirror, oh, you know, like a, jeans are too tight or, you know, we're just constantly reinforcing the problem. I need a hundred dollars. I don't have a hundred dollars and I didn't have, I don't even have $50. Like we just kind of repeat whatever the problem or the challenge is over and mm-hmm. over. So we're giving energy to the problem. The, the antidote is to say, okay, this problem has shown me that what I really want is this. This problem or challenge has, is clarifying for me what I really, really, really want. I want $100, yeah. right? So I'm going to focus on having $100. I'm going to focus on and imagine me getting whatever it is that I'm going to get with the $100. Um, with the painting practice, you go to the canvas to paint what you want, what you find mm-hmm. attractive or pleasing or beautiful. You know, no one goes to the canvas to create something hideous and or horrible and ugly and depressing and sad, right? We don't create music that way. We don't dance dances that way. We don't drum that way. So the canvas is helping to train us to focus on what we want, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, I have like a whole process where you're literally painting like the affirmations, like I am like energetic. I am, you know, able to climb every mountain that I desire, you know, you speak <laughs> yeah. to what you are desiring as if it's mm-hmm. already there. You can paint symbols and images that are in alignment with the fruition, the mm-hmm. manifestation, the creation of that reality into your life experience. Um, and in the process of doing that, you're spending all that time thinking about it happening rather than thinking about yeah. the desire and then going through all the reasons why it probably won't work. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I was just thinking there as you were talking about, you know, my own breathwork practice and when I'm trying to think abundantly and all about all of the things and send energy and love to people, which, you know, I do because lots of people like you say it's a good idea and I'm still I'm still like I'm still not fully convinced yet, but I'm practicing it to convince myself. Um okay. but what comes into mind there is like the conversation with the ego, um, which inevitably happens when you, um, I think for most people, when you step into that, you know, love possibility, it's like the ego is still back there saying, hang on, hang on. Like, are you sure that's that's realistic? Are you considering all the options? So, how, how do people, do, is it about silencing the ego or negotiating with the ego um, or maybe releasing them? Right. So, it's really understanding the, the true role of the ego, mm-hmm. right? So, imagine imagine, you know, you were forced 
to become like an accountant at a prison. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> like I'm oh. trying to think of like a totally opposite job for you, right? <laughs> it's funny you, you say would- that because I was going to do it. I did accounting in year 12 because I was like, I wanted to be a forensic scientist. And I was like, there's no way I'm smart enough for that. I'll take accounting. And I went to about two classes in the whole year and I became a forensic scientist. (laughs) Exactly. Perfect. Right. So imagine if you were forced to do a job that wasn't in your skill set. You would not be a happy camper, right? It it would be stressful. You might be a little grumpy, fussy, snappy, like just all of that. Totally. So a lot of what's happened is the ego has been given jobs that it's not intended for. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the ego is like, what the fuck are you doing asking me if you can do this new thing? Like, that's not my job. My job right. is to, for you to tell me, hey, we want to do this. Here's what we need. I go find it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the ego is what keeps us individualized. It's what is the container for us to be our most authentic self-expressed selves. Mm-hmm. But in a fear-based reality, you know, where we're only reinforcing the fear, the ego becomes overprotective. Yeah. And and so, no, the ego isn't bad or wrong. The ego's kind of been forced into new roles that it's really not meant to play. Um, you know, when you get a new idea that lights you up, you know, you get this wild and crazy idea, what we normally do is go to our ego, go to that logical linear mind, the way we're used to figuring things out, you know, Mm -hmm. and ask like, I just got this amazing idea. I got really excited about it. Can I do it? And again, if it involves any change, there's any unknown involved, it's going to say no. Yeah. It's going to start coming up with all the reasons to protect you from doing something different. Interesting. Because that's the role that we, you know, it's like the job description that we've given it. We don't understand, wow, that's not actually the job that ego is meant to do. The ego is meant to be this individualized expression and to mm-hmm. help co-create that new idea that you've been given into reality. It's not meant to be the, you know, have the veto stamp. So which part of ourselves or our mind in that with that conversation is meant to have those com- those debates or conversations as to whether this is a good idea or not? Right. So um you know there are lots of different ways you know there's left brain right brain mm-hmm. is one way people talk about it. Another way is mind and heart. You know there's that um saying about the mind makes a terrible master but a wonderful servant. Mm-hmm. You know like the heart is meant to be the master and the mind the servant. Um, so there is an inherent duality within us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So however that plays out. Um, and so what happens is we've given all the power to the part of us that is the rational, logical, that can prove things, you know, make sure it's safe, secure, because that's, you know, that's how the system works. And it's been conditioned, like you said, to look outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the other part of us, um, for example, the logical, linear mind, you know, that kind of left brain um, part of ourselves, the rational mind, is physiologically responsible for the past and the future. Okay. So it takes all of your experience up until now, files it away, and uses that to project possible future realities. To balance that, we have our present moment awareness. And in that present moment, you have no past and there's no future, right? Which also means you don't have any baggage. You don't have any stories. 
about what you're good at or not good at, you know, no labels, Mm -hmm. nothing but that pure inspiration. And that's the intuitive side. You know, that's the creative side. It loves the unknown. Yeah. Right. When you get that wild and crazy idea, it gets excited. That's why you light up. This is where your emotions really speak to you. Like when you feel that energy and excitement, that's because there's a resonance there. You're being encouraged to pursue that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to like quit the job you know, leave the partner, any of those things, you just open, you get curious. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so I've got this idea that just came out of nowhere, but it's got me super excited. I'm going to stay open Mm -hmm. to what I could do coming up, you know, the next 24, 48 hours. I'm just going to stay open and see what happens. And, and that works every time you'll, you'll get like something in your email that, is a like a clue, is a piece of the puzzle yeah. to this idea. Or you'll meet somebody or read something or, you know, something will flash across on Facebook and it'll be like, I was just talking about that. And then it showed up. That's a sign. Quantum physics shows that if you see anything more than once, if something's repeated in your awareness more than once, there's a reason for that. There's a resonance. You're attracting that information. Again, don't ask the logical part of you. Does this make sense? Can I do it? Right? Because you're not making any radical, new, dangerous choices. You're just opening. You're just opening to receive. And then as time goes, you know, you will... You one, you'll receive that guidance and just take present moment steps, which in the present moment, the next step is always super simple, mm-hmm. right? Like in the present moment, if you, oh, I really got inspired to learn how to, you know, carve wood bowls. Well, mm-hmm. what would be the next step? The next step might just be opening your computer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's Google how to make carved wooden bowls. Okay. Like just keep getting more information. Yeah. Right. Until you either meet up with a hard no, or this doesn't feel right or whatever, or a hundred steps down the way, a hundred super simple steps down the way, you're carving a wooden bowl and everything's fine. But if you start at the very beginning of the idea, oh, I want to carve wooden bowls. Hey, logical part of me. Can I do this? You've never done that before. You're not very creative. What's it going to get you? It's not going to make you any money. Meanwhile, you don't have much money in the bank account. You better do something, you know, that's that you'll just get stuck. Um, Or the distance between where you are now and where you want to be, there's so much unknown that Mm -hmm. you don't even take those very first steps, which if you say and ask yourself, what can I do right now? then it's very clear. So in 30 Days to Unstoppable, the last sphere of wellness, the sixth sphere of wellness is presence. Mm. And so we have to, we're called to really make sure that we're cultivating opportunities to become present, which can be, I'm doing dishes right now. I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm going to feel the water. I'm going to feel the suds between my fingers, you know, and I'm just, it's all I have to do on the planet right now. All I have to do, the world could explode in five minutes. All I have to do is clean these dishes, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. Like that can become a meditation. Um, The painting practice Like that's where I go to become present or I get outside in nature. But you want to cultivate those present moment experiences because in the present moment, independent Mm -hmm. of your baggage and the stories and what you've believed up until now is possible for you, all of that 
disappears. And you can really get very clear guidance. And then, you know, the trick is to keep taking the steps. So this is where the creative mindset, Mm. which is the same intuitive present moment, that's what we want to nurture because that side is completely comfortable with the unknown. And how it's meant to happen is we receive the inspiration and then we let the ego or logical self like, hey, we need some extra time. We need some extra money. We need to make some connections, you know, whatever it is, go find it. And then you just allow it to unfold, which again, your logical mind is going to be like, oh, that's so Pollyanna. That's not how life works. (laughs) Well, try it, test it, you know, and how's it working otherwise? Like, how's that working for you? You know, try something different and see what happens. But like the biggest part of my business started because of a quote unquote random email from a woman in Africa asking me if I had an African branch and I almost choked laughing like, no, I don't even have a twig or a leaf or a stick or, you know, anything. (laughs) And my ego wanted to be, you know, email her right back like, yeah, sorry, I don't. I wish you the best, you know, but there was such a, there was so much energy in that email, right? Like Mm -hmm. this long, passionate email. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to wait 24 hours before I respond because like I don't have the the answer doesn't like my answer isn't in alignment with why I would have received this long passionate email from a woman in Africa within Mm -hmm. 24 hours two people in this small county where I live mentioned Nigeria to me and she was emailing from Nigeria so I'm like what did you just say? Nigeria? I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to pay attention to this. And as a result, like she became my African branch for a while. And I created a certification program. I'm like, it takes a village. I'll recruit women in the States and I'll charge them and I won't charge you. And we called it Project Nigeria, um, launched September, 2010. And it's Mm -hmm. now my creatively fit coaching training. And there's 400 plus all around the world. And it's the most amazing gift ever. Like in my ego, all along the way in the very beginning was like, girl, you're not even certified in anything. You're not, I have no (laughs) formal art training, no coaching training, nothing. So creating Mm -hmm. a certification program, my ego was very like wagging its finger, like, no, 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 you're not worthy, qualified. So I put it on the website very quietly, you know, after that Mm -hmm. first round and no big marketing or anything. And 18 people signed up in January, 2011. And I'm like, okay, game on. Like, if that's what's wanting to come through, I'm more than happy to to be the one, right? Ringing yeah. the bell, so to speak. But um, it's been the most amazing thing. So, you know, your biggest breakthrough, the the thing that could lead to the most enjoyment and wellness in your life is probably not going to be logical. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. 
Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Mm, yeah, because then that part of the ego or the brain won't, yeah, will talk you out of it. Yeah, I mean, that part of you just isn't open to all the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking there about um, that shift in mindset, it reminded me of when I read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and he talks about how my poor dad would always say, I can't afford this, I can't do that. And his rich dad said, turn I can't into how can I? Yes. Yeah, it's such a... Get curious, right? Like, "Hmm, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't... And I love the three words up until now. Like up until now, I wouldn't think that this is available to me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stay open. I'm going to get curious. Let's see. Okay. 24 hours. I'm giving you 24 hours universe or whoever you <laughs> talk to, you know, to show me if this is something that I'm meant to pursue and you will get the answer. You'll get the confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So with that transition in mindset, I get, I, I'm assuming that the being stagnant in not listening to the universe's signals is the state of fear and moving towards that is love. Is that the way that you, it would be framed? Yeah, you could absolutely frame it that way. I mean, fear is is not a bad thing either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fear stands at the threshold of any of our changes, evolutions, mm-hmm. breakthroughs. Um, but it's not there like the boogeyman. It's not the Wicked Witch of the West trying to <laughs> frighten you and make you go away. The fear is there to bring you present, to be like, you got everything you need? Do you mm-hmm. have all the tools in your tool belt? You know, yeah. my, when I paraglide, like I just had the most amazing experience launching my new mini wing into a canyon, 2,600 foot deep canyon. Wow. And I was I was scared, right? And I've trained and I've done all these things. And and it was so fun actually to observe myself. So I'm like, okay, I'm totally nervous about this. Um, and I'm going to imagine perfect flight, perfect landing. Like I'm going to visualize that. I'm going to remind myself of all the hundreds of launches I've done, the hundreds of landings that I've done. And then I'm walking out to the launch and I'm like, you know, it's this beautiful sunny day, the most amazing view. And I'm like, everything around me wants me to have an amazing flight. Right? Yeah. And, and so it was a perfect, amazing flight. And, you know, not that it would have been horrible if I was in fear, 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 but if I was in mm-hmm. fear, 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 I would not be at my optimal performance. Yeah, you know, they've, of course. they've proven that as well. So, so we have the ability, like it's simple, not easy. Mm-hmm. Right. But we have the ability to take the fear and allow it to prepare us for the mm-hmm. launch. Like that fear was telling me, hey, start visualizing. Right. Go through it yeah. in your brain. Picture the landing. You know, I'm on Google Earth, you know, kind of scoping out the landing zone and everything. So, so the fear was like, hey, yeah, this is big you know, and there's potential for failure here. So let's bring in all the tools that you have 
and make this an awesome flight. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Because, and I guess uh, I was just sort of thinking about, you know, the, the last couple of years and how in fear a lot of people have been. But also, you know, they've they've often referred to the last few years as the Great Awakening, um, because that that fear tool has been leveraged to show people a perspective that they would never have otherwise come across. Exactly. Well, here's another thing that I've um, I heard way back, and this pandemic has been such an invitation to do this, is that um, any kind of personal growth, spiritual growth, you know, any kind of growth that you do internally that helps you to live happier, more fulfilled, requires Mm -hmm. you being quiet and being alone. Interesting. So the whole world just got sent to their room, right? Go (laughs) be alone with yourself, right? And do the work. Because again, we're on this really big threshold and we need as many of us as possible getting to know ourselves and really understanding why do I think the way I think? Why did I just tell myself this isn't available to me? I can't lose the weight. I can't change the way I eat. I can't get a job I love. I'm never going to meet the person, right? Like, yeah. do you have to tell yourself that? Have you ever, you know, changed anything, learned anything new? Like, okay, so let's open. You know, it's a perfect really a perfect scenario. And as we've seen, you know, the full spectrum of how we can react to that. And, and I'm, of course, never minimizing the, you know, people have, some people have really suffered because of this pandemic and people have died. Sure. And so I'm not minimizing any of that. And for the bulk that was of us. anyway. We yeah, just, now, it's, it's now in our awareness. That's true. And, but the bulk of us have an opportunity to use this for the positive. You know, so many people that I work with, you know, they spent time at home, they started painting online with me, you know, I have just all these online programs. And, and because of the painting practice, it's like, huh, okay, what else could I do differently? And, and, you know, I got laid off. So what do I really want to do next? You know, they became much more intentional and creative thinking Mm -hmm. about what they wanted, what they wanted their life to be like. And, um, And it's led to some amazing changes. So the more of us that can do that, um, you know, the quicker we'll be able to to move through this. And yes, part of that uh, compassion is another sphere of wellness in the 30 Days to Unstoppable book Mm -hmm. and practicing self-compassion and compassion to others, you know, Mm -hmm. because we learn through contrast. So the people that hold opposing viewpoints to your own, try and send them compassion and, you know, thank them for illuminating, clarifying your own beliefs, for reminding that everybody has a right to their own opinion. Mm. You know, I've had many conversations with people that, uh, you know, in this smaller rural area that don't think the way I think. And, and I've said, like, it's okay. We don't have to agree. Like, we can still yeah. be friends, right? And they're kind of like, rah what? Yeah, great. (laughs) You know, it's such an awesome experience to have with someone. Yeah, I think that's such a, maybe it's as a result of uh, maybe the internet and this, especially because I'm pretty sure the US was voted number one and Australia number two for the most individualistic societies, which is, um, which is a movement away from community. And, and you could argue looking into the future is, 
an advancement towards maybe some pretty tyrannical government situations because everybody doesn't relate to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're so individual and so unique. And I think with the internet's allowed people and social media's allowed people to go to the absolute nth degree of not even, not, you know, they they would probably argue with me that it's natural, um, natural expression, but it's almost like an expression that people have gone looking for to be individual, which in a more connected community that's accepting of different beliefs and, and sort of we just accept the human in front of us irrelevant of the beliefs that there are ideologies they're attached to. Um, and I think, yeah, this sort of oh, trying to identify, like the internet's put people into silos of identification and, and everybody that's not in my silo is wrong. And we're so, yeah. and that comes back to the ego, right, is that we're so attached to our identity. And, and, and the, when you talk to people about being like, oh, we can, we can still talk. Like, you know, I go to a lot of these protests um, against this, this whole situation and, um, you know, people are shocked to be like, oh, you're not all violent, crazy barbarians. Like it's like oh no we 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 like this we like the same ice cream you like like you know we right. still go to the toilet the same way we still eat the same way like and yeah do do you think there's a there's a way to come back from that I guess ego identifying with all of the things to be an individual yeah so you know I find myself quoting Gandhi all the time he really got it with the whole be the change you want to see in the world right and and the internet and social media is just like everything else in the world there's a shadow and a light to it Mm -hmm. so you know there's yes a lot of divisiveness and that individualism um is you know amplified on social media but just as easily could the other could be amplified you know, mm-hmm. um, so use it, you know, if, if the internet, and this is something I love teaching. So everything's energy, right? And energy is energy. If something has a lot of energy, positive or negative, there's something there for you. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. be so angry about it if it wasn't meant to be part of your life experience. So either something you really, really love, like pursue that. And if there's something that makes you really, really angry, that's illuminating for you something that you want. So instead of focusing on the anger, you know, the, what's causing the anger, focus on what it is you would want instead, right? Mm-hmm. And then you be that on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you know, promote this collective a family community mentality and and share the ways like, oh, I helped my neighbor today or I needed help and someone offered it. Isn't that amazing? Right? Like reinforce, give people an opportunity to see the other side. Um, so even focusing on, oh, the internet and social media is so bad. It's like, clearly it's not going anywhere. First of all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> second not of all, what's the light? Like, what are all the positive aspects of it? How can I use this for good? You know? And, mm-hmm. um, and that's just like with everything, everything has a shadow and a light. So again, yeah. we've been trained to focus on the bad, you know, bad news sells kind of thing. And oh, totally. <laughs> if we just allow that to inspire what it is we want, then that's like, that's what it's intended to do. Well, speaking of that inspiration, and since you're, you know, the expert on being inspired, like what, <laughs> what are the first few steps people need to take from wherever they are right now in order to step into some kind of inspired movement forward or living? 
Well, I think um, two things, two kind of mantras are coming to mind. And, you know, you might meditate with this, you might journal with this, you might bring it up around the dinner table, you know, whatever it is. But the first Mm -hmm. one is we learn through contrast. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it works, right? You fall down, you learn like, oh, I want to get back up. Um, We learn, uh, you know, how to love unconditionally when we've been mistreated, Mm-hmm. Right? Like we, that's how we learn. The good news about that is, is if you've experienced one side of the coin, you're meant to experience the other, right? So like when things are really, really hard and challenging, you know, what's the flip side of that coin? You're mm-hmm. heading there. You're going to get there. So we learn through contrast. So then when you're in the negative or the bad or something comes up, it's like, okay, the contrast is helping me learn. What is it helping me to learn? You know, just kind of meditate on that. How does, how does that feel? Think back mm-hmm. in your life. What have been your greatest learning, growing times? It probably mm-hmm. included some dark valleys, right? Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we learn through contrast. Um, and then the second thing is to understand the nature of duality. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been raised in this dual-based uh, culture, you know, where there is us versus them, good or bad, right or wrong. And Mm -hmm. this is kind of connected to, we learn, um, through contrast, but duality is actually what like keeps us going. It's like the motor in the car. So like I mentioned, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's through the problems and the challenges that we get inspired to make the changes that we want. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us learning and growing and expanding is this constant dance between light and dark, between, oh, I feel great and, oh, I feel shitty. Like all of that is part of this creative engine that you are and life is meant to be. It's like the driver of momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Because if everything's always good, we know. We get complacent. You start thinking, I'm all this, you know, like... And there's millionaires and billionaires that have talked about like the fact that they get to that level, go and sit on the island, uh, and like within 30 days they've got chronic depression. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah, life's so good that it's just essentially it's gone from so good to meaningless. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so play with that, right? And and invite yourself to to kind of challenge yourself to look at the flip side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this really sucks. Okay, how is it here to support me? What's the gift mm-hmm. that I'm being offered? And that will that can shift a lot. You know, that can change that just that simple thing, understanding contrast, understanding the negative, you know, inspires the positive. Um, you know, our planet, we live on this big magnetic north-south pole. Like that's what moves everything. Yeah. Right? Everything is moved by polarity. So um which is kind of another word for duality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so thinking that there should only be people that think like us is not actually realistic. You know, yeah, not at all. It takes it takes that tension, that dance. Um, so, if you can open up to entertaining that perspective along with the other, and then just see which one works better, which one makes you feel better. 
Right? Yeah, I, I think just as you were saying there, like if everybody th- thought like us, like we will, I think humans will get, they would just get bored with that. Like they would go and find a point of difference. And I always think about the way to unite the human species is for aliens to come because then the thing we've got in common is we're human. Whereas if you take the aliens out of the equation, it's like, oh, Australian and American, black and white. Like there's all these points of difference, but the way to unite us all is to have something that isn't human come and arrive so that we can all just be on the same conversation as humans. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, that's what this virus gave us an opportunity to do or is still giving us an opportunity to do is to see how interconnected we are. Like it's really, Mm. you know, if, if whomever wanted to show us how interconnected we are, this is a pretty beautiful way to do it as far as it's very obvious very clear, you know, I mean, every country on this planet is dealing with the same problem. Um, I was so excited at first. I'm like, oh, everyone's going to see how interconnected we are and codependent, like in a happy way, right? Like, (laughs) and then it just, and, you know, I, from, you know, again, a positive, uh, hopeful way, we haven't learned the lesson. So it's not going away anytime soon. Right. Um, So we want to learn the lesson. We want to understand that, you know, there's destruction as well as creation. It it all happens together. So, um, yeah, again, simple but not easy. (laughs) Well, and I think as well with our... um maybe this is similar to the fact that social media has made life maybe even more complicated than it was before, despite the fact the internet meaning, you know, was intended to make, well, arguably life simpler. Uh, but it kind of makes me think that, yeah, like the challenges, if, if we don't just take them head on, they will just exacerbate and multiply. Yes, absolutely. And so the teaching that I received that's in my latest book, um, what it's really doing is giving you a way to care for yourself in such a way that everything in life has to align. So we know that everything's energy, mm-hmm. right? You look at anything on a quantum level, you know, atoms and electrons and photons and all of these things. Energy behaves in certain ways consistently. So one of them is that like attracts like. So dissonant energies cannot entrain. They can, you know, come up next to each other, but they won't attach and then attract more and more energy. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't continually expand exponentially. So only uh harmonizing, you know, resonant energies can do that, can entrain. Yeah. So for you, for all of us as individuals, When we learn to care for ourselves as vibrational beings, when we can simply kind of monitor like, whoa, am I feeling high vibration, low vibration? Like, where am I? Independent of what's causing the low vibration, like, again, that doesn't matter. The question is, how can I raise my vibration? Mm -hmm. And so the, the book gives you a simple meditation practice where you're focusing on these six spheres of wellness, you know, keeping them full, glowing, you know, overflowing, however you want to picture them, which I encourage you to do, of course. And when you're focusing on love, compassion, alignment, courage, gratitude, and presence, that's creating an energetic frequency within you and around you that is high vibration. 
And then anything that comes into your space has to either match or raise that vibration. So what's happened, and the people I've been working with now for, you know, for a couple of years in the online course and through the book, yeah, they found over and over, like, I get this news that used to be the kind of news that would just make me collapse into fear or depression or low self-worth or whatever. But now I'm looking at it from a place of possibility. You know, the contrast I'm being offering or mm -hmm. the, the, the opportunities I'm being given by losing my job. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or dot, 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 you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, so, so it's literally how energy works and you can harness that. So it's like, I just want people to understand, like, this is what's going on and it can all go on without your awareness or intention. And so you react to things, you know, your energy goes up and down depending on what you're reading or watching and you have given away your power. You're allowing, you know, the news, the headlines to lower your vibration. Um, or you can remember, like, I'm curating my energy right? Like I'm, I'm going to either not watch the news in the headlines because that lowers my, my vibration, or I'm going to allow the news to inspire. And I'm going to sit here and visualize, you know, these people working things out, cooperating, like just doing that will make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then as you go, you know, and I, I would use these examples again, before the pandemic, I'm like, it doesn't mean that the economy is not going to crash or you're not going to lose your home or whatever. But when you do, you will have friends ready and waiting with a guest suite for you to live in, or another job will appear because you are a high vibration person that attracts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> healthy relationships or opportunities, right? Um, so that is what we're being encouraged to focus on. And the circumstances on our planet right now have just created the perfect conditions to do that. Yeah, I love the I love the framing of the giving something your power. Um, I do the same thing with people's nutrition, and when you bring it into the material reality of being like, this chocolate bar is controlling your life, like, <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. this tiny little thing, and it's like, oh, that's so disempowering. I should take that power back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. If you're telling people don't eat ice cream every day, right? You don't want to keep them focusing on ice cream. You want them of to course. focus on what are you going to like take a walk after dinner instead of scooping a bowl of ice cream? Like what are all the things that you could enjoy doing to replace the time that normally you'd spend eating ice cream? So that's exactly what we're talking about doing just on, you know, that more psychological, uh, personal spiritual level. Yeah, absolutely. So, Speaking of spiritual, um, how can people get more of Whitney Freya? Where online are they going to go and get your book, hang out with you, get into your painting classes? Thank you for asking. Well, WhitneyFreya.com, Whitney Freya mm -hmm. on Instagram, Whitney Freya Canvas on Facebook. But um, I'm the only Whitney Freya apparently in the world, which how cool is that? That's amazing. I know. So um, Amazon, <laughs> all, my books, all my books are on Amazon. Um, 30 Days to Unstoppable is available anywhere in the world on Amazon. So Australia, you can get it from amazon.au. Uh, it's Amazing. on Audible as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's on audiobook on my website. So you can listen to it, which is a beautiful way to experience it actually, because I really intended each chapter to be a guided meditation. And oh, um, nice. yeah, 
that was really, really fun to do. By the time, I, so this is a testimony, shameless self-promotion for the book, okay? Because again, <laughs> I just, I was just the channel. I mean, this information is really great, but the guy who helped me record the Audible version, like mm-hmm. almost started crying when we were done because we just had so much fun together. And after every chapter, we were both like, that is good stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, That's and amazing. We, yeah, we actually met, I was in New Mexico I live in Oregon and we went out to lunch because I'm like, I'm going to be there. Oh, I want to meet you. Like we had so much fun. So, I mean, it's really, really supportive information for right now. Um, I also have it on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm through day 19 of 30, but I've been painting and then reading the chapter mm-hmm. and on YouTube. So you can listen to the first 19 days. I mean, I am going to get to all 30, but um, the first 19 days are free on YouTube. So anyone can watch them there as well. And YouTube, just look up Whitney Freya anywhere. Yeah, great. Well, for everybody listening, I will put all of Whitney's uh, links down in the show notes below so you can get get more of her amazingness. Uh, And Whitney, thanks so much for spending time with me today and having these conversations. I think they're so needed right now and alternative perspectives and ways of considering one's experience in the world is is what's going to open the next chapter of hopefully, hopefully, light and love and enlightenment. Yes. Thank you, Maddie. And thank you for being a man showing up, having this conversation, being open-minded and creative and receptive because that is tremendously powerful right now. So thank you. Oh, anytime. I'll rock up every day of the week. No no problem. (laughs) (laughs) So just before we finish, I'd love to know for you personally, maybe on your journey or maybe relevant to our conversation today, what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? Mm. Ooh, okay. Here's a good one. Um, So I started eating vegetarian um, about, I don't know, three or four years ago. And, um, you know, if you're passionate about the environment and the health of our planet, um, it's really important to understand the role that raising livestock plays in our environmental situation right now. Um, Mm -hmm. The cattle industry, you know, God bless them, but uh, it's depletes, degrades land, it, you know, the yeah, transportation, <laughs> everything, everything, the jungles, everything, everything. So even if you're reducing the amount of meat you eat, whether it's for your personal health, I, I mean, I've been a meat eater. I remember saying as a teenager, I could never be a vegetarian. I'm such a carnivore, but I feel so much lighter, like just, mm-hmm. you know, just lighter. And it's not sustainable. Like it's not sustainable for us on this planet to continue to grow and consume the amount of meat that we do. And so that would be my number one recommendation is just even try and eat less and try perhaps not eating beef for a month or something, because it really, it will make a difference. A lot of the change that we want to happen for better, for worse has to happen with how we spend our dollars. Mm, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. In a capitalist society, change comes from how you vote with that dollar. Exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah, that would be my piece of advice. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Whitney. Hopefully, we can get you on again soon. And that, um, yeah, that I hope you enjoy your time paragliding over there. Yes. Thank you so much, Manny. It's been <laughs> a complete pleasure to meet you. Likewise. We'll catch you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.